Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. This will be the second podcast for the month of November and we're about a quarter way into the season. So, you know, before we dive into just Habs news, we thought we'd take a little bit of a look at the division and how things are. So, um, leading the division, no surprise, the Boston Bruins, 18-3 and with 36 points. Uh, David Pasternak, leading the team with 14 goals, 18 assists for 32 points in just 21 games. Um, other notable players, Brad Marchand, who started the season uh, injured, has 17 points in 13 games. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, 10 points in 8 games. And Linus Olmark, actually, 935 save percentage in uh, 15 games played. Yeah, so their goaltending situation uh, isn't too shabby. No. I mean, what a team, eh? Like, you watch these guys play, and... It looks like they, they look like they're peak Boston Bruins. Like they have yeah. no holes in their lineup, especially in a year where they expected a bit of a step back. Yeah, I mean it's huge for them to get Krejci back, and yeah. like you can see that down the middle, like he makes such a huge difference on that team. Like his faceoffs are like super underrated. He's mm-hmm. like constantly like, you know, mid low fifties uh, on faceoffs and huge leadership role. Then you got guys like Pasternak who obviously just is going off. Um, yeah. Great to see. I actually, I really do like their team a lot this year. Yeah, no, it's 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 just fun. they're a fun team to watch. That's definitely, and it's just you don't seem to like find a flaw on the team. Yeah, and then second we got Toronto, which is a bit surprising. I mean, like, you know, if you don't look at the leaderboards often, and like you don't look at our division often, like it looks like Toronto is struggling, and they are struggling in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, but they're thirteen five and five, so thirteen wins, five losses, five overtime losses for thirty one points. Um, their team leader, Mitch Marner, 22 games played, 5 goals, 20 assists, 25 points. And he's tied with John Tavares uh, with the same amount of games played, but 12 goals, 13 assists for 25 points. Um, interestingly, uh, Willie Nylander has 22 points in 22 games. So uh, he's you know being super consistent, point-per-game player. Um, he he's had some he's had a few plays though that are kind of like lowlights mm-hmm. where um, definitely having trouble defensively. Uh, I can think of a few games where, like, you know, he's kind of popped up on my YouTube feed of, like, what the hell is Willie Nylander doing here? Um, but you can kind of say that about Toronto in general, and that's why, like, they might not be struggling struggling, struggling divisionally, but, like, they're making a lot of, like, bad mistakes that you can see in playoff time are going to really, really uh, creep up on them. Which, what else is new? Yeah, and then, I mean, talking about what else is new, I mean, their big four make up uh, 50% of their points. I mean, like, that's something that's not going to change unless they really shake up that core, right? I mean, like... Yeah. Also, just on Nylander, I find he's kind of like the middle child of, of the Toronto Maple Leafs where he just kind of gets the, like, you know, butt end of the deal every time because he's just the the fourth. You know, it's mm-hmm. always Marner, Matthews, Tavares, then Nylander. And yeah. it's, the, the guy's a very strong hockey player, but it's, I don't know, he just... He seems to get a lot of focus, and like while yeah, the defensive stuff is something he needs to work on. I would also say like he's outscoring Matthews right now, so yeah. he should not be even, getting as much flack. the The issue though is like it's not even so much his defensive play, but I mean like you can say this about basically, you know, Matt. I, I guess Matthews too, but it's not even the defensive play; it's the low effort plays that mm-hmm. I think really rub people the wrong way. Um, but I mean, obviously, he makes up for it with with his with his point total, but. Uh, yeah, 50% of their points coming from their top four. I mean, that's pretty rough. Yeah. And, like, um, yeah, I mean, that's been their issue for years now. I mean, and the next highest scorer on the team is Riley. So if you even want to throw him in, I'm sure it's closer to 60%. Yeah, true. 
Um, probably the biggest surprise is in third in the division right now with a record of 11-5-4 is the Detroit Red Wings. Um, Dylan Larkin, 23 points in 20 games, and Dominic Kubali, 21 points in 20 yeah, games. He's, he's on a heater. Ooh. You know, all, all of their young guys have kind of, you know, started to show who they are, but also these, you know, I, I don't want to say veterans, but they are veterans. They're over the 27 mark there. They're, they're playing their best hockey. Yeah. I think, you know, this is now something, a long-term plan that Iserman's been putting together for, I want to say, at least five years. But, um, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Interestingly, though, I mean, like, guys like Moritz Sider are really struggling, like, mm-hmm. really not doing well. Um, I'm going to pull up his stats here, but I was just talking to about it with Buddy today, and, like, um, it's kind of disappointing to see that, but, I mean, basically everything else is going their way, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I also, I would, you would think that they're, you know, they're spreading the wealth very well, so you would think his stats would go down. I, sh- I haven't watched enough Detroit games to talk so much about his defensive side of things. Yeah, he's got one goal, eight assists. He's a minus 12. Right. So he's struggling a bit, but, I mean, not as point total is not as bad as I thought it'd be, but um, definitely for a team going so well, to see a minus 12 is pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, no, Detroit is a fun team to watch right now, too, so um, it's nice to see, like, those big, like, original six teams kind of come yeah. back and, like, leave their mark, you know? I kind of like to see how... Detroit is going and like to picture the Canadians there in a few years because that's good. We kind of took the same trajectory. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of it's it brings a little bit of hope too. Goaltending too, like Vili Huso there, he is playing amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he's in his mid twenties, right? I think so. Um. Yeah. Nedeljkovic. I mean, like leaves, you know, some to be desired there. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, you know, first year in the league. I mean, he's gonna be, uh, you know, um. A little bit of growth to go there, but he's kind of old too. Yeah, yeah. I mean goalies are always, yeah. you never like they're they're so untrackable. And, you know they they really didn't get much. They didn't have to give away much for Nedeljkovic. I thought it was like a third round pick or something, and he yeah. he's a starting goaltender for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. He just needs to kind of grow into it. Yeah. Have we played them recently? I can't remember the last time we played Detroit. It was earlier in the year. I think yeah. we lost. Yeah, we played them November eighth. And we, we had a shootout loss. Yeah. Okay, that was a lot. And the yeah. first time we played we, them, we lost. And then we played them in October 14th, and we won 3 nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, so there you go. 1-1 one, one series tie. Um, next up, we got um, Tampa Bay Lightning. So another kind of surprise here, but just going kind of the other direction. Um, a really struggling Tampa Bay Lightning. I mm-hmm. mean, like, they're they're kind of doing better, you know, in, their, in the last month or so, but they had a really rough start. They're 12-7-1. and one. They have 25 points. Uh, team leader, no surprise here, Nikita Kucherov. 20 games played, 10 goals, 21 assists for 31 points. Um, Steven Stamkos has 23 points in 20 games. And Braden Point, who really had a rough start, uh, has 21 points in 20 games. Yeah, so he's so, made up for it at the very yeah. least. The, the guys who I find are, when we say struggling, I, like Hedman and Vasilevsky, are, they're not playing up to their standard. They're still above league average but it's just that i i feel like they've taken a step back in their game a little yeah, bit yeah but i at the same time like how can you not you know what exactly I mean? like they've been like you know firing on all cylinders for like three four years now and like it's you know you're eventually gonna have a dip but that's it yeah um speaking of a bit of a dip florida panthers are 10 and 8 and 3 with 23 points um they were supposed to be the you know Coming off of last year, they were supposed to be a top three team in the division, guaranteed. Um, Kachuk 
has 27 points in 18 games, which is a bright spot. And then very surprisingly, Montour has yeah. 19 points in 18 games. So what do you think they're struggling with here? Well, they have massive injury issues. I mean, Ekblad's out again long term. Yeah, he's gone for a while. Um, I believe they lost another defense. And you know what? I'm going to check their, their injury reserve as we look it up. But... With them, it was I. They just had a lot, kind of similar to Calgary, not just with that trade, but they just had, did have a big shakeup, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, I really do think with Florida, it's the uh, the injury marks, just because looking at them here, what's their goaltending looking like right now? They're uh, their goalies Spencer Knight and Spencer. They're literally splitting the games. Bobrovsky and Knight have both played eleven games. Um, Bobrovsky's a three six two with an eight eighty eight, so he's back to form. <laughs> <laughs> Ten million dollar man, and Knight is a two sixty three with a nine sixteen. So, between the two of them, they have you they know have average goal timing yeah. exactly. And I'm trying to find their injury list here. It's not. Really... I know they're gutted. So yeah, yeah, but it's... at least the Matthew Kachuk thing. I mean, like at least he's performing. I mean, they really, you know. They, they they looked like they got fleeced in the off season, so like I'm sure they were kinda of hoping that they, you know, didn't make them look even worse mm-hmm. if he like kinda of had a dip in performance or something or or uh you know, something like that. But you now it's good to see Spencer Knight too really performing. Like guys like Carter Hart, Spencer Knight, like it's their time coming up, you know, and you All right. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Um so actually I believe Ekblad might be back, but two guys that are out now is Barkov and Duclair. So okay. you know, like so they, they just think of Ekblad. No, but he was out earlier in the season. That's the. Yeah, thing. But I thought it was like like LTIR, like long. I thought time. so too, but I'll. Uh, yeah, it could be someone else. It could be yeah. So. Um, yeah, and then next we got us. So here's Montreal. I mean, uh, second to last in the division. I mean, it's not a huge surprise, but we're actually tied. Um, third to last. Sorry. Third to last. Oh, third to last. Sorry, yeah, yeah, third to last. Yeah. So um, we're we're actually tied for points with Florida. Um, with uh, 11, 9, and 1 record, so 11 wins, 9 losses, 1 overtime loss for 23 points. Team leaders Nick Suzuki with 24 points, um, 21 games played, 12 goals, 12 assists. And interestingly, Cole Caulfield has 21 uh, points in 21 games, so no surprises there. Yeah. I mean, uh, another interesting note, note is Kirby Dock. I mean, a bit of a slower start like we saw, and now he's just kind of on a tear. I think he yeah. has 17 points or something in 22 games. Yeah, he's, he's very close to a point per game. Yeah. Um, looking at Buffalo, who's next, 9-12-0, and, and 18 points. Tage Thompson leads the team, 26 points in 21 games with 13 goals. It's, I think it's even higher yeah, that they've played since the time we uh, wrote this down. But Darlene with 23 points in 20 games, Skinner with 21 points in 21 games, Tuck with 21 points in 21 games. You know, these guys are they're they're playing. It's not what you want to see if you're Buffalo just because it's all of their I mean, minus Darlene and I guess you can count Thompson. What year was Darlene? 2018, 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I think we're starting to see like you know, just before peak Darlene, like yeah. you know, like he's still very young obviously, but the last few years, it was hard to tell kind of if it was the Buffalo system or mm-hmm. if he was just uh, slow to peak or so. But I think now we're starting to see, like, this is what Rasmus Dahlin's going to be like. And, uh, boy, is he a good player. Yeah, he's fun to watch. I just I think they expected more from their other young guys. You know, I think they want to see more from Cousins. They were hoping Savoie would kind of step up mm-hmm. earlier. Um, Olofsson has been a bit yeah. quiet. Like, it's you know, they, they kind of want to see more. But at the same time, you know, you got to let these guys develop at their own rate. Yeah. 
And then, uh, yeah, last and uh, certainly least, we got the Ottawa Senators, so 7 12 and 1, 16 points. Really struggling. I mean, point leader, no surprise here. Uh, Brady Kachuk, 20 games played, 8 goals, 15 assists, 23 points. So we got two Kachuks as team leaders in our division. So great gene pool there. Uh, and we also got. Um, Stutzla, 20 points, 20 games, so he's doing well, too. I mean, they've just got a lot of holes they need to fix that are going to have to be fixed with, you know, prospects and just young guys kind of yeah. throwing and their shoes. It sucks for Claude Giroux, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And also, similar to Florida, they have some notable injuries. You know, Jacob Bernard Docker getting injured and Josh Norris getting injured really early in the season. Yeah. That was their projected number one center. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, they also have Jonathan Asperot, but I don't know if I count him as like a notable loss. Mm. Um, but yeah, basically, Ottawa was expecting more this year. And Shabbat I, must be playing like forty minutes a game. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I mean, as though he already wasn't. Yeah. Um, one thing though that you kind of touched on before that I wanted to mention was if you do look at the actual point spread between, let's say, Detroit in third and us in uh, sixth. It's three points. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this whole it's thing... It's a tight division, It's yeah. a very tight division, and we're a quarter of the way in, which you can normally kind of estimate where everyone is going to be. With two wins this week, we jump into third in the division. Yeah. You know, it's assuming the other guys lose. Yeah. And so it's it's really, like, no one's really running away with it yet other than Boston. Um, and, you know, Buffalo and Ottawa are kind of being left behind because now, in terms of a playoff spot, we're two games out. After us, yeah, okay, so Buffalo is four or five games out, but mm-hmm. it, it's still anyone's game at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you look at a Boston team like that, and, like, you can't help but think they're a lock this year. I mean, like, I'm getting, like, real uh, last dance vibes from them, and, like, mm-hmm. they, they know it's kind of like their last hurrah together. Um, yeah, before they have to put Krejci out back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Krejci out behind the barn God. and, like... Um, but all of them, too, I mean, like, assuming they can stay healthy, which, like, if we know Boston, they will. I mean, like, I know Marshawn was out earlier this year with, McAvoy. with, the, uh, with an injury, too, McAvoy, too. But, like, thrive, if, you, yeah, if you look over the last, you know, whatever, Mar- Marshawn's entire career, Bergeron's entire career, I mean, like, besides, like, obviously Bergeron's obvious injury there, mm. these guys have been, like, really, like, really solid, like, yeah. not injury-prone at all. I have no reason to believe that, um, you know, one of them's going to get injured before the playoffs. And if they can stay healthy... Oh boy! Yeah, and that know, is an experienced playoff team. Experienced team, um, lots of depth too. You know, we're talking about Linus Hallmark, but Jeremy Swayman can easily be Taylor a starter. Hall. Taylor Hall, the division, <laughs> Jake DeBrusque, um, you know, all these guys can just play really well. And just going off of what you said about the last dance too, Pasternak's contracts coming up. Um, I'm sure Marshawn is soon. But um, the other thing too, and this might just be a bold prediction, but should um boston early on clinch a playoff spot i would not be surprised if they try and sign chara to come back for one yeah because he's not doing anything right see, now. yeah he's sitting if on he, his couch watching i'm sure teams. they would love to have him just for the the playoff experience let him yeah. play on the third line who cares but i'm that'd calling a, it now yeah, that'd be a great pr move yeah i mean like that that'd would be... definitely especially after the uh kind of like they dropped the ball with uh you know who yeah i think it would be like a great way to kind of bring a lot of respect back to the management there. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it'd be a great PR move. Yeah, uh, he's a class act, that guy. So before we jump into the week uh, one and two here in review, we'll just take a pause right here for our weekly sponsor. <laughs> 
Today's episode is brought to you by the Montreal Movers. Moving can be stressful, exhausting, and expensive. With the Montreal Movers, you'll get the most affordable and stress-free moving day on the market. Rob and I both hired the Movers earlier this year, and we could not have been happier. Visit www.movers.ca for a quote. That's M-O-O-V-E-R-S. If you refer a friend, the Movers will even pay you a cut on moving day. And when you choose the Movers, moving is made easy, and that's no bull. And we're back. So, um, week one in review. This will be the week of November 15th through the 19th. Uh, we had a game against New Jersey, Columbus, and Philly. Not the strongest week for the Canadians. Uh, 5-1 loss to New Jersey. Uh, Dadinov with the only goal. On the 17th, a 6-4 loss to Columbus, which that was a frustrating one. But we had goal from uh, goals from Harris, Anderson on the power play, Gallagher and Suzuki. Um, the Columbus one, we probably should have won. I feel like we yeah, kind of had a those... Yeah, issue there. And... Yeah, and we kind of had those moments of like lull where we would give up quick goals right after. we. It was a very back-and-forth game. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, we at least... Should we go back to that game yeah. quick? Because I'm pretty sure we had like close to 50 shots like we were and the goals were very close together from what i remember it was like yeah. score 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 <laughs> well you're looking for it um we ended off the week strong 5-4 shootout win against philadelphia and probably the most exciting game we're gonna see all year dvorak then caulfield on the power play matheson scores in his first game and then cole caulfield with a buzzer beater to yeah. force overtime oh, man was that a great great moment uh yeah that was one of those games that like you know you you remember forever there yeah just um, going back to that columbus game yeah we outshot them 42 28 mm-hmm. so i mean like that you know you kind of noticed that the whole game like it was uh you know not sammy montembo's best uh, no. best performance how close but... were the goals together do you have that yeah so um i mean first period it was only columbus scoring second period is only that us scoring and then third period we had uh Boone Jenner at six thirty six, Gallagher at nine twenty seven, then Quirley at ten oh nine, then uh, Olivier at eleven oh nine, and then Suzuki at eleven seventeen. Yeah, so there's four goals yeah. in a two minute span, you know. I and think... then Quirley at seventeen forty seven yeah. to wrap it up, but damn. Yeah, so it's one was... of those games where it just seemed like if you shoot the puck, it goes in. Yeah, you really couldn't take your eyes off the game. Yeah, and then like I was just saying before, that shootout win in Philly was just, just a. It, great goal one that you know not only the fans but like Caulfield will never yeah. forget to just a great play all around um so actually going off of that uh for the players of the week I I took Cole Caulfield I mean two goals and an assist in three games 12 shots on goal playing almost 21 minutes a night and like I said um buzzer beater to force that overtime and that shootout you know he doesn't score that we don't come not only away with that one point in overtime but we don't come away with a win at all yeah that's true I mean, I'm I'm not going for the easy picks here, so I I was kind of thinking meta here, but uh, you know, Mike Matheson, you know, first week back, hometown kid, hometown kid, you know, like we're we're, we're seeing, you know, first time him him wearing the wearing the jersey, um, you know, he had a phenomenal game against Philly there. I mean, like, absolutely great goal, uh, first goal in his first game. Love to see that, and um, just good to see him on the ice. He had uh, oh, and he was on the ice a lot. Yeah, almost twenty four <laughs> minutes, so twenty three fifty seven time on ice, so. Uh, they just really threw him in there. I have a feeling he wanted to play, which is yeah. another good thing. He had a hit, two blocks, um, and yeah, Tom and Ice leader on defense. So you know yeah, that's what we need Su- him for. So. Only Suzuki was ahead of him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's got a great work capacity. So yeah. uh, you know, it's a great. I hope so. He had about four months off. To see him back. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Hopefully, he was on the uh, Peloton. Yeah. 
So um, week two is a little bit more, uh, not not positive because that ended off on a positive, but a little bit more successful. Um, didn't start off great. 7-2 loss against Buffalo. Uh, Caulfield and Monaghan, the, the two goal scorers. Then the next night against Columbus, we had a little bit of redemption. 3-1 win where Jack I, Savard, and Monaghan scored. Uh, you know, any game where David Savard scores, you're going to win. Not because that's anyone can score at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, on the 25th, and we'll talk about this one a bunch. 3-2 to two shootout win against the Chicago Blackhawks. Edmondson and Suzuki on the power play scoring. Uh, we'll talk about the shootout briefly, but um, who was your player of the week this week? I took Kirby Doc. So again, like, you know, just base, I, I'm, I'm not just basing it off the Chicago game, but, um, you know, thinking of the Chicago game, like literally they're booing him the entire game. Like as yeah. soon as he steps on the ice, they're booing him. And to see him get that shootout win, and uh, celebrate just like that. the crowd. Yeah. Just silence them. I, I love to see that. And I think that was like a turning point for, you know, we've seen him really grow in his, in his confidence, kind of get up from early mm-hmm. on the season, like, you know, kind of a slow start. And then he's picked up over the last few games. But I think this is really the turning point of like, okay, this guy's got his mojo back and he's confident and he knows what he can do. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just going to go off now. And like, yeah, as it, yeah, and he already... He has 17 was, points. But... I mean, like, hey, he, you know, it can't be much better than that, but I just feel like we're going to see, like, a different kind of confidence on the ice, yeah. which is, is going to be great to see. Shooting a little harder, driving the net a little yeah. more, just using his body. Um, yeah, that, that Chicago game, I mean, the, the shootout in general, you know, we had all three of our young guys, Caulfield, Suzuki, and Doc score. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that I just, it's cause you brought it up to when the fans are booing doc, I never understand when fans boo a player that was traded yeah, when they, when they, when they sign, he I didn't ask it, for a trade. He, he's just, yeah, he's just it's about that. If anything, he, he should be disgruntled with them yeah. that like they didn't support him yeah. versus like they were booing him and it's like, okay, sure. You want to get in his head, but it's like, he's like, I didn't, why are you booing me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. do this. But, uh, yeah, for me, the uh, the player of the week had to be uh, Montembeau for me. I mean, 63 shots against. He only allowed three goals, 952 save percentage. Um, and the big thing, like we said, you know, there was three goals scored in the shootout. He f- allowed two. And, you know, watching back that shootout stop against Patrick Kane, he didn't completely freeze Kane. Like, if, if I'm being honest, like, Kane beat him to the outside. Mm. But... Just making that athletic effort to stretch out forced Kane to take that extra quarter second, which ended up forcing him to miss the net completely. So, you know, as much as Kirby Doc won the game, you need someone to set up the ability to win the game. And so, I mean, you know what? Montembeau has been, you know, very in the background, but very nice breath of fresh air. I, he, I find he, he's a, his games are a bit polarized. Like we get some 821s, and then we get like these 950s. Yeah. Um, but Jake Allen's kind of like the great equalizer, right? I mean, yeah. like he's pretty consistent. It's very rare we get like a really like you know, a 970 or like an 820 from mm-hmm. Jake Allen. He's a little bit more steady. Um, but definitely much better games from Montembeau than last year. I mean, like you look at last year and um, just his, his, his games developed a lot, which is weird because he's kind of out of that age, right? But... Yeah, we were anticipating inflated bad goalie stats this year with having so many young defensemen. Yeah. But, you know, looking at it, even his season overall, he's played eight games, and he's a 924. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. Like, it's it's kind of better than that. He's yeah. a 247 with a 924. I mean, there's only so yeah. much more he can do, and I'm I'm not complaining no, about no, that No, we one. can't ask more from him there. I mean, I'm just happy that, you know, last season wasn't really indicative of what he can do. Yeah. Because last season was pretty bad, but... 
Um, yeah, great. Um, you know, let's jump into the prospect highlights now. I mean, we got Oliver Kappen in here. So yeah. we got Luke Tuck. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll start with Oliver. Uh, 64th overall in 2021. He's a centerman who shoots right. He's 6'1", 182 now. Uh, playing in Finland in Liga, he had 18 points with uh, 18 games played with only two points in 2021-22, and uh, you know as 22, you know, 20, yeah, <laughs> um, you know that that can be a little nerve wracking, especially for a guy who's supposed to be an offensive producer. But then this year, you know, he's really stepped it up. 25 games played, he's got five goals, seven assists for 12 oh, yeah. points. Um, you know the problem with looking at these guys, for example, in the SHL, and Liga, and even the KHL, it comes down to how much time are they playing, and they it is a men's league, so, you know, it would be, it, it would be kind of like comparing Slepkovsky's stats now to, uh, if we put him into the OHL, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just, he's not playing against people his own age at all, he's playing against men who also make this league their home, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's not far off from the NHL in terms of the physicality and, and, you know, the ice is a little bigger, so it's harder to manage, but it's a little bit different with Europe. Yeah, the in intensity general. of play is escalated for yeah. sure because, like, this is their league, right? Exactly. Like, it's like they're, they're not trying to develop as though, like, they're going to be here for three years like the yeah. OHL. Like they're trying to win. And they're, yeah, it's a, most of these guys are just Finnish dudes or yeah. sometimes Russian, Slovakian, anyone. OHL, I mean, you, you, you lose that factor of like, I'm not going to play 110% because I don't want to get injured and ruin my exactly. draft prospect and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I totally have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, so... What's his style comparison like? Yeah, so he's he's a sniper through and through, but um, this is the obvious one. Uh, with the last name Kapanen, he is Kasperi Kapanen's uh, cousin. And they have a very similar play style. You know, Kapanen coming into the league wasn't seen very similar to Lekkanen. Wasn't seen as just a defensive player. He was a goal scorer. Um, I would say Oliver Kapanen, based off of scouting records, uh, scouting reports, is a little bit more offensively minded than his his cousin. But you know, his strengths in his draft reports were the fact that his offensive awareness and his wrist shot are elite level, and his above average playmaking kind of like rounds him out. Really good power play guy, um, just someone who, you know, he's not an a top end star, very similar to Kapanen, but he's exactly that. Is he he probably tops out as a middle six centerman? Okay. Um, probably I think he can play the wing just given his size. Um, yeah, I see him more as a as a winger. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got Luke Tuck, so we took him forty seventh overall in twenty twenty. This is a a guy I'm excited for. Yeah. Like really, I mean like. Uh, just qualitatively, like I, I just like the way this guy's been developing, and I like the pick in 2020. Um, so he's a left wing, uh, shoots left. His uh, he's six two two oh three. Um, his league stats so in 2021-2022, he's playing in NCAA. He had 26 games played, 10 points, so that's six goals, four assists. And then this year, uh, he has 12 games played, uh, eight points, so three goals, five assists, so significant improvement. Yeah, he's already doubling his output. Yeah, he's almost doubling his output. He's almost matched his point total last year with like less than half the games. Um, his style comparison, again, these guys are rare, so we should be happy to have him power forward, a lot like Alex Tuck, his brother. Um, his strengths are he's got a great power game, he's very fast, and he's a great passer, so... You know, having a power forward game as a great passer is really rare. Yeah, you nah. see, like it's he's he strikes me more as the Blake Wheeler type, where it's he yeah. uses his body to create plays, not like a rough guy. But when when it says power game for those who like you know, 
don't really look into scouting reports as much, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, he's bulldozing everyone all the way through. It's the fact that he's able to use his body in a way to give him an actual advantage, whether that's, you know, positioning himself in front of the net or even on the half boards or screening the goalie. It's just he, he understands that he's a big body on the ice. You know, it's 6'2", 203. I mean, he's under 21 years old. Yeah. He's going to grow. Yeah, he's 215, 220 And again, middle six guy, but, I mean, hey, you know, look at Alex Tuck, yeah. first of I mean, all. And again, like, I, I don't really see the, I, I know it's attractive to kind of like only look at prospects and be excited for prospects that you know are going to be in your top mm-hmm. six, but these depth guys really like make a break, a mm-hmm. playoff run. I mean, like we saw. Look at Boston. Yeah, look at Boston. I mean, look at us even in in, in the in, in our in our cup oh, run yeah, there. That, I mean, like. Perry Stall army line. We won through depth. I mean, like yeah. our best line was our fourth line. And like, if you can really hamstring a team depth, uh, like deep, I mean, like. God, That's imagine how you win. if we had Caulfield, Docks, and Suzuki on the first line with that depth. Oh my God! It would have been. Just think about what that does. Through. I mean, like that oh. pushes Dano down. Yeah. Pushes Evans down. I mean. Everything. Um. That would have been. I mean, that would have been. I can't live those what ifs. I'll stay no. up at night. And then so yeah so looking back let's look forward here week three week in preview so. Um, November 29th, we got uh, a game against San Jose. I'm excited for this. So San Jose, like obviously not a great team, 7-13-3, but one of my favorite players, Eric Carlson, is just on a heater right now. So 30 points in 23 games. He's just unbelievable. So back. If you guys are, if, yeah, if you guys are following his, uh, you know, basically what happened, you know, it, a lot of stuff came out about his ankle surgery, and he had been playing the last three years um since so yeah since 2019 with less than 40 percent flexion in his right foot unreal so like that that kind of explains like that lull that he had i mean like obviously there was some um, <laughs> lull he has still 60 points as a defenseman yeah i mean like, so where's the production <laughs> now you know if you look at it if he gets you know if he has a drastic drop off in production and he gets half a point per game he's still finishing the season with like 66 points yeah and like and that would already beat his uh, that would already like put him up there with one of his best seasons, right? Yeah. I mean, like I think his best season is just over a point per game. Just give or take. Yeah, I think so. It's I mean, about like, that. yeah, I mean, he he's playing unbelievable, and it, he he's scoring too, which is crazy. He's scoring a lot of goals. Actually. And and you look at a team that bad, and he's like a plus three. Yeah, that, that's I mean? the thing is when you said San Jose, I I, I thought you were gonna say the San Jose Carlsons because like <laughs> exactly. really at, at seven thirteen and three to have a guy who's you know basically like snapping at the ankles of McDavid for the point leader as a defenseman in his 30s on a struggling team he's out of his, he's playing out of his mind yeah yeah it's crazy it's uh yeah is he, McDavid point leader or is it Robertson uh I think they're tied at this point. Robertson's Robertson's on a tear holy yeah and 6-2 yeah he's a big boy too yeah. it's weird you don't yeah. expect it from him no you don't <laughs> But it's exactly, you know, it's like it's, there was a poll actually that I got put out by one of the big uh, Instagram pages for hockey. I think it's like NHL feeds. And uh, they said, is Jason Robertson a top five winger in the league? And it was this week. And basically only 59% of people said yes. Wow. And then they posted his stats and they posted it again. Yeah. And I think it jumped up to something like 83 or something. It was... I think it's just like his like baby face. Yeah. But like you just can't like. No, I know. And it's it's the fact that he's. He, he's got like honestly... soft cheeks and like. Yeah. And know? it's the fact that he's on a team that like, I'm. you know what? It's like he plays in Dallas. Nobody watches hockey. Yeah, I know. It's like That's Dallas, true. Dallas yeah, yeah. fans watch hockey in Dallas. It's kind of like Miro Heiskanen. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, he like, he, like you don't hear about Miro Heiskanen. Yeah. Like you don't hear about these guys and like. 
I mean, like even Rupe hints. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's secretly like just he's over he a point tears through the years. tears he through the 40 league. goals last year. <laughs> I mean, like even after the Boston thing, like Tyler Sagan just went fucking stealth. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like you don't hear about these guys because they're on a team that no one follows. Real quick, I gotta, I gotta just see where your intuition's at. How many points does Jamie Ben have this year? I know he started off terrible, but I know he's doing great now. Just take a so guess. I'm he's gonna, played 22 games. 22 games. I'm going to get 16. He's got 24 points. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and he's 60% in the face-off dot. He's a plus six. He's playing only 15 minutes a night. He has 27 hits. That guy drives me nuts, though, mm-hmm. i got to say. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, I you love, see. he's the type where you love him on your team and you hate yeah, him. Yeah, you love him on your team. It's just, like, it, you know what bugs me about him is that, like, he does a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, he's a huge leadership role, and he mm-hmm. does a lot of stuff for show, but, like, that, that play with Hyman there, where, like, Hyman's yeah. just, like, you know, like, they're talking to each other, they're watching, like, kind of, like, some rough housing go along, it's breaking up, then he just, like, slashes Hyman's stick yeah. down, he's just, like, Hyman looks at him, he's like, what do you, like, what yeah. did you do that for, you know? The hockey! <laughs> um, yeah, so December... Love seeing him get knocked out, though. Yeah, and, like, the badly... Like, badly, he, yeah. He got, like, he got <laughs> Um, December 1st, we're playing against Calgary, 9-9-3. and They have no players at a point per game. I believe Lindholm is their closest. Um, really, really tough that they, uh, you know, made the moves they made. They brought in Kadri for, mm. I forget how much now. They brought in Lindholm, uh, not Lindholm, Huberdo, and he's been having a rough start. Um, not a great team this year. No, but for some reason we always have issues with that team. Mm. I mean, so much of their core has changed now that like I don't I don't know what it's gonna be like. But we also like have the, like a secret like rivalry with Calgary for some mm. reason. All our games with them are super rough, and uh, like a lot of rough housing going on. Love those games. Yeah, uh, and then this is the one that I always you know like my my throat gets a little tight. <laughs> Uh, we're playing Edmonton, yeah. eleven and ten at the point of recording on December third. Connor McDavid, thirty-five points in twenty games. Leon Draisaitl, thirty-one points in twenty games, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, twenty-one points so, like, in twenty games. You guys think about that, and then their record eleven ten zero. I know. Like how bad is they, that? I mean, they have the same issue Toronto has. The only reason they don't get blasted for it is they try. Yeah, they try to work around. I, I honestly, I, I should criticize the management there as much as I do, like do this with Toronto and stuff. But the, the, the reason why I still like that team is because those guys at the front are always one hundred and ten percent, and they're huge heart guys and effort guys. And I, I do find that they don't try and find that one trick. You know, it's like they, they found a really good match for uh, McDavid with Evander Kane, but now he basically, I don't know, for those who didn't see it, he got, like, brutally cut on the ice on the wrist there, and so he's out long-term. He he was a 30-40 to goal scorer playing with McDavid. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hyman's a Hyman's great, but I'm pretty sure they kept Hyman with uh, Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl, I think it's Dreisaitl playing with Hyman, and if it's not Yamamoto, it's someone else. But they, they just need a few dev pieces. The, yeah. the thing the thing I like about Edmonton is that they know their issues and, and like the cap situation that's going on here. Yeah. And like they don't try to work like you said like work around it like this one weird trick, right? Yeah, I mean like try you and see go and get guys that'll actually play. Toronto Speaking drives me fucking crazy with this. Like they'll be like they'll they'll hype up the fact that they signed like Wayne Simmons and make exactly. it seem like they completely fixed their grit issues and it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, Wayne Simmons plays seven minutes a game. No, exactly, really... and he'll get hurt because he's 180 pounds yeah. and he's a quote-unquote power yeah, forward. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, are you crazy? <laughs> Go put him out there with, like, trying to think of, like, just a marginal. Put him out with Jason Robertson, who's yeah. not a rough player. He's 6'2", 200. You know, he'll kill him. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like Andrew Shaw. Like yeah, it's like Andrew, yeah, that's Andrew like Shaw's yeah. five ten, one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, now, yeah, at the very most, yeah. soaking wet. Yeah, weird. Like, eh? No, it's it's just weird. It it's very much an attitude thing. It's yeah. more like the the bark, not the bite. Yeah, but, except uh, yeah, Andrew Shaw got bit. Yeah, <laughs> by the CTE yeah. dog. <laughs> that's like record concussions. Yeah, yeah, every single year. But anyway, that's basically it for this week. Um, you know, I I think. The Habs are definitely on the upwards trend. We've been seeing a lot more wins in a row, which I like. You know, it wasn't like a win, loss, loss, win. It's now we're like winning two or three. You know, we're on a two-game win streak right now. Yeah. Um, I hope they can carry. I personally against those three teams, like I'd like to come away, obviously with three wins. But I I would be satisfied with coming away with um basically half the points like get to overtime yeah. with at least one of those teams like realistically we should beat San Jose yes. for some reason I don't know what this is but it's something I've noticed Eric Carlson no matter what team he's on for, absolutely butchers the Canadians I like know. I have no idea why it's because he um, should be on our team <laughs> yeah I have no idea why that is but like there's just he he it's almost like Sidney Crosby at the Habs like yeah. they just turn on a different level I don't know why but. Maybe it's just something I'm noticing, like confirmation bias. But oh no, it's there. Um, People talk about that Edmonton sure. too, though. Like I, I noticed, like we we have a good time with Edmonton. We have, no, no, I'm saying the other, okay, way. the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we Edmonton, lock them down yeah. a little. We really do. Like, don't, like don't. <laughs> like <laughs> I might be uh, putting my foot in my mouth here, but like I will, I will almost guarantee McDavid will not get a point against us. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. Okay, but like. You you watch those games and we I mean it's gonna be tough now like without like you know, I guarantee Connor McDavid does not score five goals. Yeah, like Dan. Maybe I'm thinking of like a Dan Olekinen era, mm-hmm. but um, we do do a good job at locking them down and like yeah, you know, uh, goaltending wise, like it's a highlight of a lot of goaltenders' year is playing these guys. So yeah, you know, the, the, let's just hope Jakey puts in that. Yeah, although maybe Montembo pa- apparently Montembo. Yeah, <laughs> the the one but, thing too I will say about goaltending with Edmonton. End of the day though. Like, we need a win. Are you putting an Allen or Montembo? Allen. Yeah, okay. Just because Allen's the bet, he's it's like more when, experienced. It's like when people said, like, in the playoffs, like, oh, Allen's a 9-12 and Price is a 9-04. And you're like, yeah. who are you going to put in? But it's <laughs> no, end of yeah. the day. Honestly, I, but yeah, the, the one thing I was going to say is that Jack Campbell has been a very big weak spot for the for oh, the brutal. Oilers. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that their Toronto schedule... tandem's doing great. Yeah. And and I just don't know like if they're gonna play Stuart Skinner or if they're gonna play Skinner. <laughs> he's playing fantastic. Yeah, he's he's playing kind of playing well. like Montembeau in terms of like numbers. Yeah. But I think he's played more games. Yeah, he's kind of having like a Mike Smith here. Yeah, exactly. Like Mike Smith. Last I'm gonna double check really quick just how well Skinner's playing. And I also wanna see Edmonton's schedule to see if we can kind of predict um hopefully like fatigued or something. Yeah, so Stuart Skinner this year. Is yeah, Stuart ten games though. played. He's a nine twenty one. He's almost exactly like Montembo. Yeah, but he's just been he's been clutch for them. And the Oilers, in terms of how much rest they have coming into our game, they're playing us on the third. They're playing the Wild on the first, and okay. it's at Minnesota and then versus Montreal. So they're going from Minnesota back to Edmonton. Yeah, and Montreal's Minnesota's, coming. Minnesota's a very rough team too. Yeah. so hopefully they bang them up a bit. Yeah, and they don't have a game out the next day. They have, they're they playing against Washington on the 5th. So, you know, we'll probably see um, Jack Campbell, who yeah. we've had his number. Yeah. But, uh, you I know. mean, that would be smart for them to do, too. Because, yeah. like, one, we're, you know, obviously not the strongest team in the league. 
and two, like, you know, that might unlock something for Campbell because he's obviously got history with us. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting few weeks of games. We'll uh, catch you guys in two weeks with uh, another update.